podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copy Podcast. What is happening everyone, welcome back to the Copy Podcast, it is Mick and Christian once again to kind of go over this whole mad Hendo stuff, which we spent a load of time convincing ourselves he wasn't going to go. Turns out he might go, he might go, but uh, we'll talk about that. We'll move on to Fabinho as well. Potentially might be leaving. There's talk of Thiago. There's a whole host of other things. Um, We've got Darwin getting selected as number nine and then some other bits we'll finish off at the end. Laughing at Everton is one of them, so um, we'll talk about that as well. Um, but yeah, let's get stuck into... Actually, before we get into that, lad, how are you? Before, uh, yeah. That's the important thing. Yeah, still very good. Still holiday, so you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not complaining. Uh, you know, even if there's loads of rumours now in Liverpool, in the Liverpool world, um, uh, about um, Hendo, Thiago, uh, Fabinho and, and things, you know, it's, it, is, it is interesting in one way, but it's also a little bit mad at the moment. But, you know... Um, from a personal point of view, everything's everything's fine. How about you? Yeah, yeah, all good. Yeah, just it's this whole this whole thing is just mad because we were talking about like Henderson a couple of days ago, and it was like then we were talking about like lactate test and stuff, and it was kind of like it wasn't like a serious chat, but now it's like it probably is more of a serious chat about like it looks like Henderson actually might be leaving because since since then that was when we last talked about it. I think it was on Wednesday. That was just kind of rumor stage, it seemed like, or it he might be interested in it. Now it's like they're they're trying to get him for free. Uh, apparently, uh, between three and ten million, and Liverpool apparently laughed at that and said, "No, we want at least 20. I would laugh again at that and say, "Well, I want at least thirty. If you're coming for Liverpool's captain, who's got two years left on his deal, who if he stays will won't be a starter, and I'm sure that conversation's been had now. It seems like with him and with Klopp and Henderson. But he won't be a starter, but he'll still play a lot of games at Liverpool, go quite far in the domestic cups in the Europa League and do well in the Premier League. He'll be a big part of like coming off the bench or maybe starting some games for rotation, uh, keeping the, the new fellas fresh in games that we can. So I just think it's I just think it's mad for them to come and go, yeah, we'll have we'll have him for free. We'll pay him nearly a million a week. But we want them for free, please, lads. Is that is that all right? I just it's it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you know, like you said, it would be another situation if his contract was only a year left, or you know, something like that. But it's actually two years, and he's still the captain. Uh, like you said, he will play many games. He might. I, I still think that you know, it, it it might change now because of what happened with all the rumors and you know with conversa- conversations with Klopp and whatever he, they have talked about. But in my world, like I mentioned in the last show, I I've seen Hendo as a starter against Chelsea. Uh, you know when they start the season because he's the captain. You you usually start your captain, especially a new campaign away against a team where we don't know where they stand. You know with a new manager and loads of players gone and how they're gonna you know uh, organize all that. But Still away against Chelsea, so it's not an easy task. Uh, and you need, you know, the the engine of the team, the captain, the leader. Uh, I'm saying that without saying he's the most skillful player that should start, because I already, you know, uh, explained my point of view on that. But that's what I see, you know, in my head when I look at that game. But now I'm not obviously sure. We see, we don't we see what happens if you leave or not. But it's just, you know, a little bit 
weird in my world that he would give up Liverpool at this point. If he was another year older and only had one year left on his contract, it would be a different story in my world. But because, you know, like we said last time, getting that fit, you know, trying to get, you know, really in shape. uh, And then I felt like he wanted to come back and prove a point to the new lads that also mentioned in the last show and not give up just yet. But the last couple of days since we did that show feels like, you know, he's been tempted by the money, which I can understand. But I also get disappointed if he would leave because of, you know, what people already said on social media, because he's been standing up for, you know, human rights, everyone's equal rights, you know, different, you know, groups of people, you know, that is not accepted in that part of the world, unfortunately. And it's a big question. But if you are are that outspoken and, you know, writing things on social media and in match programs and you wear the rainbow laces, the rainbow captain's armband, armband and all that kind of stuff, it does it doesn't feel good. It doesn't, you know. Uh, smell good you know what I mean it, everyone said but there was no criticism like for Barbie or whatever when he went there or even Steven Gerrard which in my opinion there's a few qu- uh, questions with Steve as well but when it comes to Barbie there were criticism but he's not an out he's not an outspoken man about those things and that's the big difference for me if you stand for something and you show that as a very public figure and then it feels like you just throw all that away and go somewhere where you know all those question are questions are you know thrown out of window because of how they treat people and all that kind of stuff. That for me is actually a big disappointment. If it does leave, that that's the thing. It just feels like oh, I got I, I go for the money, but you already got so much money made as well. I know that's been discussed on Twitter as well. Like how much money can a professional football player or a person or whatever you know have before they are actually. I wouldn't say that someone would ever be having enough, but you know, at some point you need to be a little bit more. It's not. It's not about money. You know, it should be more about what can I get from playing at the league and to play in that league. To be honest, you wouldn't, you know, play at the level that is even close to what the European levels are. So, for me, it's a big. You know, it doesn't feel right. It just feels. It doesn't feel good at all. To be honest, yeah. if it goes, I feel like if, <clears throat> and um, I saw. Um... Watching Redman and uh, Chris Pajak kind of said this, and I agree with it completely. He said something along the lines of, "If if it was, if the whole situation was the exact same, apart from it was a different country, I think I said something similar on Wednesday. If it was like I don't know, random team Milan, and they were offering offering money, and they were going to give us twenty million, we'd be like, you know what, that's sound business for someone who is our captain. We'll miss him. Would we'll be it would be gutted because, like I mentioned on Wednesday, he's got all the intangibles, all the stuff he does behind the scenes that we don't see, so we can't fully appreciate them in the same way the players can. But if it was someone like that, you'd be like, yeah, thirty three. Klopp's had a discussion with him. He's not going to play as much. He's not happy with it, so he's going to go and he goes with our blessing. It would be sad that he wouldn't get like the send off like the end of the season, which would have been better if that was the case. If he would have went yeah. then. But you can still go, right, fair, fair enough. You shake hands and you say, thanks for your amazing service. You lifted every trophy on you go and we'll see you Yeah, again. his legacy will be, you know, amazing. Yeah. Everyone will yeah, remember yeah, exactly. him for, you know, forever. Yeah, so. exactly. And it's it's just the, yeah, it's the way and obviously the team and what the, what the circumstances around it all is just the, and the time and I still can't, the timing over it's a bit mad as well. Like I know like Gerard's gone there. So it's like, it's because Gerard's there. So it's not like, it's happened like at a set time. It's just happened randomly because Gerard's decided he can potentially get Liverpool's captain and he wants him. So 
yeah, it's 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 a bit of a mad one. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how it unfolds. I'm sure by the time this this pods out, there's probably another development, and we'll have to jump back <laughs> on and do another one anyway. So, uh, yeah. but I put up I put a little poll up on on Twitter, which is still live. So if you want to go and follow us on uh, Twitter at Copite Podcast, it's still live for like eleven hours because I, I set it for too long. I should have done it for twelve hours rather than twenty four. But I'm a knobhead. So I put, <laughs> who do you want as a captain if Hendo leaves? Basically, dead easy. Um, and I just thought the top four for me were Virgil, Robbo, Allison, Trent. And I put, if the name isn't what you want, is, isn't there, then yeah, comment with it below. So we had loads of comments saying Mo Salah, which, yeah, I understand it. Like he's a senior player, he's one of, he's, he's, he's our best player, probably. Um, but yeah, at the moment, Virgil is ahead. So there's been 852 votes. Verg is on 56%. So Verg has got at least what. 400 odd votes there of of the 850 trends in second with 22 percent and then you've got robbo and allison both on 11 percent so um my question to you christian is if he does go who do you want to see because obviously we've lost milner we did never envisage would lead would lose milner and henderson in the same year which i think that would be if you said that to us last year we'd be like absolutely fucking that there's no chance that's gonna happen along with bobby and all the others uh who who would you go for if 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 hendo goes my head says virgin van dyke but my heart says trent but it's more of a thing there's a thing there because if if hendo leaves you know we stand without the captain has been there for many years now you know lifting every trophy been this leader like we've been saying now um and virgil has you know the presence has been you know a leader and for the national team and you know being this great player for us for a long time but at the same time if he does take the captain's armband it's He's still got a f- couple of seasons left in him playing for us at the highest level. I, I think, you know, that means, you know, Trent's get a bit older as well. I don't say that he's getting too old to be the captain later, but I think also if you give him the captaincy now, at his, at this stage, I think he's 24 or something. Steven Jarrett was 23. And you could see what that turned Jarrett into, you know, with more responsibilities, developments, you know, maturing and all that kind of stuff. Don't say that's automatically going to happen with Trent if he's to get the armband, but I think it could be the time to actually say, this is your time now. Like, you're 24, you've been in this team for many years now, you've won everything, you're from from the city, you're a red since you were born. Here, go and get it and show everyone, you know, taking the, the next steps and, you know, develop even into a more world-class player with what, what it comes to being the captain. So... It is a little difficult one. I wouldn't be disappointed if Virgil gets it because I understand that decision. Because I can, I can, you know, like I said in my head, I can understand it. But you know, as a supporter, I would say it would be nice if if Trent get it. What about you? Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I think I think Virg is the the obvious choice because he's he's been around the team and he's he's been like best in the world in his position for God knows how long. So it makes most sense. But I just feel like. If like the age that Virgil is, I mean, you could probably. I mean, up until last year, I've I've been like he can play till he's thirty seven, thirty eight, and he probably still can. He's just had a bad season. Hopefully, this season he can fix that. He can still probably play that long, but I just feel like like you said, Trent's twenty four. He's got hopefully ten years left or more in his legs, and hopefully all of them at Liverpool is going to be another another one club man. So 
and I've seen, I've saw people on online kind of discussing the idea and it's interesting to see the points of view because people are saying like it makes sense like we're saying he's young enough he's got it in his blood it'll elevate him but then people are saying on the other side saying like um he hasn't got the leadership qualities in him and stuff like that and i'm like but those are the things you can pull out of him those are the things that if you give him that armband that'll be the biggest honor he could ever get because i'm sure when he was a kid he'd be like i want to be everyone growing up in liverpool as a kid watch Steven Gerrard. I'm like, I want to be Steven Gerrard. I want to play for Liverpool. That is the dream. So if <laughs> yeah. if Trent can do that, he's already ticked one off by playing for them and scoring shit, shit loads of um, goals, assists, trophies, whatever. If you get the captain's armband as well, that would elevate his game, especially with the new position, to another level, in my opinion. I just feel like it might be a bit of a shock decision if that happens, I suppose, a little bit in, in I suppose, within the players. But if they discussed it and said, and Klopp was like, "Yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Trent," then they'd be like, "Well, fair enough. We'll give them all the guidance we can." I think similar to when Hippier had it and then Gerard yeah, kind yeah. of t- took it off him in, in a way because of Gerard Houllier, but it elevated Gerard to another level. And I think, I think if you can elevate, if you can potentially give the ammunition to allow Trent to go to another level, I think that's scary. How good that could that fella could be if you if you allow him to do that. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, just like you said, when Hullier took it off uh, Sam Hippie and, you know, Sam have said in interviews after, uh, you know, after his career that he was disappointed with that because he obviously, you know, being the captain of Liverpool and all that, but he, he understood the decision and could see what it did with Steven Sherrard as a player and as a person as well. So it could happen to Trent as well. I understand the argument of Trent not showing, you know, the leadership qualities especially last season I thought like we were discussing that all the time like I thought it was looked tired sloppy didn't really care it looked really really lazy in my eyes like it, nothing really you know um was happening with him like no intensity no energy nothing uh, and that was very annoying because you want a local lad to be you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna run through brick walls with his shirt on me because you know I'm from here this is my club but, you know, because that happened last season doesn't mean it's going to happen now. And if he's given the armband, you know, that, that might, like you said, it might take new qualities out of him that he has there, but they don't really develop because it's not his responsibilities, even though you've seen some of it. But, you know, he can develop under an armband and, and the responsibility comes with it. And we'll see. But, you know, like I said, in my head, I, I, I see Virgil have it, but it would be great if Trent's get it because of, like you said, 10 years Hopefully, left in, in on playing on this level and playing play for Liverpool, and hopefully be the captain and lift many more trophies. You know, he he will become a legend as well. Uh, he already is, but you know what I mean. So we'll see. But yeah, that's my opinion. So yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely an interesting one. I think I'll probably put maybe another poll up with like whoever wins this two these two. If it, if it is Virgil and Trent, I might just do like another poll with just them <laughs> yeah. and be like, right, we want the answer. Give us the answer. Who, who, who yeah. do you want to see? Uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about some more transfer news because it was only like the Henderson stuff was like ongoing and we were like, what the fuck's going on? Then all of a sudden, apparently 40 million bid for Fabinho. <laughs> just like, what is what is going on? It was just... It was just one and another, <laughs> and he's just like fucking hell. Here, here it goes, like it's starting to happen, and it's just mad because Klopp would have never like expected this, I guess, because we've we've got him Sobosly and McAllister ready, not thinking Fabinho and Hendo are going to start the season. Because I think 
you said Henderson would start for you. I don't know if he'd start for me against Chelsea. I think Fabinho 100% would. I think 100% would start alongside Trent in that box, bottom box of a two. Um, so it's, I mean, he wasn't, Fabinho wasn't great last year by any stretch. I think we said, like you said, last year we were, every week we're talking about players, Trent was near the top, Fabinho was most, I mean, I'd love to listen back to how many times we actually said the word Fabinho. It probably yeah, yeah. Thousands and thousands, like cut the same. What the fuck's going on? Um, but yeah, forty million bid. It's a, that's that's a bit of a bit of a mad one, isn't it? Yeah, and, and you know, I, I saw on Twitter funny, funny tweet that is obviously uh, you know with a sense of humor. Uh, you know, someone said like, remember last season where we had no midfield, you know, because of everyone being shit. Like, and this season coming up now, we might not even have a midfield. <laughs> You know, because everyone comes in and buy them now from, you know, Saudi League. So that was a little bit funny. I was laughing because it was also rumors about Thiago, obviously. But when it comes to Fabinho, I, I, you know, there's, there's, there's a different story. I wouldn't say, you know, because it's Saudi, but, uh, you know, £40 million for someone who had a really bad season once. You know, it's still a lot of money. He's 29. Could it be that we, like, get money for Henderson and him and could go for, you know, one, two other midfielders that are younger, you know, to help us to rebuild for the future if you like yeah maybe but you know I still an admirer of Fabinho as a footballer what you know when he came to Liverpool and the way he played as a defensive midfielder you know being that fucking war ahead of the defensive line just you know he was massive for us for so many years you know and a vital part um when we won all the trophies that we had so just because one bad season and being 29 I don't you know I don't want to throw him under the bus you say yeah you can go because you were shit last season because I could have said that about Trent or Virgil uh, as well and a different other, you know, a few uh, other players as well. So in my opinion, I wouldn't sell him because I think we still need him. His experience, his place, he's, he has played in this team for a long time now. Uh, you know, I can see if we get the money and if they already have, you know, players lined up that they know that they can get, like it's, or I wouldn't say done and dusted, but, you know, if they know that we get this money in, we already have, have a replacement and it's it's not going to take, uh, it's not going to be dragged out forever. It's going to, he's going to come out, come in quite quick and all that. I can see that point then, but I, you know, as I see it now, I, I wouldn't go for that because of if Henderson goes, you know, we still need experienced players that knows this system and now and knows how it is to play for Liverpool because it all can't be new straight away. Because we were talking about last season being, you know, a season where, you know, things didn't work for us. But if we just, you know, get rid of many players that has been playing for us for a long time and there's all these new lads going to create the same group dynamic and rhythm in the game it might be another season where things need to click and it might not click straight away if everyone is new in the midfield so yeah. you know it's a little bit risky yeah i think ideally you want to do this type of deals over the course of like two years where you can allow yeah. people to bed in like and and have, have experience fellas like on the one hand i'm like excited like because if they if they do both go and fair enough fair play if they do then Liverpool are going to have to react very quickly with high, high quality players who can come straight in. So that part of me is like, because we just say, we keep referencing last year, we were saying every week our midfield is shocking. So yeah, if if they want to go along with Milner and whoever else is already or the uh, Oxley Chamberlain and Cater, everyone who's gone, if they if those two join them, we need to. It's basically a new fresh midfield which. 
like you said, it's worrying a little bit because you want people in there who, who know how to do things and they can show the new lads how it's done on the yeah. field. But then you, it's going to be interesting to see who comes in to... I mean, there's loads of names we we, we can talk about. Cause, but I put up a tweet anyway yesterday, another one, basically just said, if Henderson and Fabinho both leave, who do you want to see come in? So I just wanted to read through a couple uh, and just yeah. see what you thought. Um, so LFC for Life said, Caicedo and Lavia... Uh, Radio, LFC, Shuamani, or Caicedo and Chiram. Um, Spine Cop, Caicedo or Shuamani. Uh, Aiden says Lavia and Caicedo has to be quality. So, I mean, a lot of the same names, to be fair, because of who we've been linked with, and the links have, have obviously been quite strong with the, strong with the like of Chiram. Um, and we, we let that kind of one slide because we didn't realise what was going to happen with the players that we already had if they potentially leave. So that one might get put back on because I sort of, um, I don't know if people listening know David Lynch, but he's just started his own like YouTube channel, which is I've been watching it. He's only done two videos so far, but he's a really good fella and he knows his stuff. He used to work for the, um, the Guardian and stuff. So, I mean, if you want to go and watch him that's you, you can because it's really good stuff but he mentions like two ram as well and says like that, that one was been put on the back burner but it might be like reignited because of uh henderson and um fabinho potentially going but if it if it was up to you lad who would who would who would you go for uh, i think the names that you mentioned there is very interesting because obviously we've been linked before but also because uh you know casiero has been proving himself in the in the premier league uh and Chushimini, you know playing for Real Madrid, we we were in for him last season, but he chose them. He hasn't really had maybe the the first season that he wanted there. But you know, that's that's the kind of place. If, if both Fabinho and Henderson go and say we get like 40, 50, 60 million pounds for them combined or something like that, and we obviously free up a lot of money when it comes to uh, salary as well for them both. Um, uh, you, it's like you said, we need the qualities that can come in straight away and do the job. And I think them two there that I just mentioned uh, are in a you know age for the future and with a quality that could you know give us um, that level straight away. But I would also say like if we get one of them, uh, even Turam, to be honest, if we put them three in there like Kushimini, Turam, and Casiero as three options. I would be like, yeah, that's it. But I would get like one of them plus Lavia. Because one is not enough <laughs> in my world if we get rid of two experienced players. Yes, we got Soboslai and McAllister. We got Bicetic and Elliot and Jones. Maybe Thiago is on his way out. We don't know that what's going to happen there. But he, we know that he, we're going to have to manage his game time anyway. So he's not going to play all the time. But we, we can't put ourselves in a position where we actually get rid of loads of experienced players that know how he plays and then just get like one in for them too. You know, we, we put ourselves in a... Because even though I tr- I trust in Curtis Jones and Elliot to take uh, more steps and become better, you can't say that for sure, even though I think Curtis Jones has shown that he's got the quality. Now he needs to keep on going, and I think Elliot is there as well. But we can't say that they're going to be the ones that we can rely on for a whole season because obviously with the new kids coming in, like I'm saying kids because he's still young, you know, you know McAllister and, and Soberstein, but with quality, I think that's great. But if them go, we, we need like you said, quality straight away. So I would go for one of them that I said and Lavia because then we've got a young player that can still do the job for us but that can progress. But we need someone who can actually come in and do the job straight away and that our levels are not, you know, 
going down but actually more maybe up because of age and stuff like that so it's it's a very difficult situation because i don't want us to be in a situation where we go like ah fucking hell this this didn't happen so now we're in a position where you know we don't get the rhythm going again and have another season where we just see that it doesn't work because we we fucked it up <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean who do, yeah, you, who, exactly. who, 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 who do you think should should come in if it happens? Yeah, I think Lavia is, for me, is always like, since we got linked with him, it's just like, in my head, like a light bulb just went, yeah, he's perfect. He's perfect for us. Um, Caicedo, like the amount of money that they're wanting is just mad. He's, <clears throat> he's 22 in uh, November. I think Lavia's still 19. So he's a couple of years ahead of him. I think like if we get Lavia and someone else, I feel like Lavia can be... He's quality enough. We saw that last year, only in twenty nine Premier League games, but he showed enough to show the world how how good he is. And so it's like it's a project slash. You can come in and play cup games and whatever. So it's not like it's not like you're getting a. It's not the same as like getting a sixteen year old kid from like South America and going right, mate. There you go. We're playing. I don't know. Luton in the FA Cup third round. There you go. Get up. Get stuck in. It's like that's gonna. If you put it's different to that to putting Lavia and you can. Hold his own, can get stuck in, can get on the ball, make stuff happen, be a proper yeah. six in there. So, and giving him the platform to then get better in the next couple of years. Because if I, if we did sign him, I, I still think he's probably got a higher ceiling than Caicedo. As good as Caicedo is, I, I, I do truly believe that. Just because of how young he is, um, I just think it, the the type of player he is, how he how he runs around the pitch, how he how he holds the ball type of stuff that I just I just love that type of player so I just I really enjoy watching him so I think he'd be the one and then I think like a a, a two ram or someone like that would be amazing as well who can come in and and suppose be like a first teamer like he's going straight into the starting 11 most weeks so I think any of him or I mean sure many I mean there's there's people were talking about Declan Rice like trying to hijack the deal and yeah. I know you were talking about that as well um <clears> I mean there's loads. more of a it's more of a joke but yeah <laughs> I mean I know that's what I mean but people are like yeah it's it's an option like it's delayed like could we go in there just but the prices are just same as yeah, Christ though I just I just feel like it's I mean footy is mad already but I just feel like it's just going even but, more crazy yeah, but I think the price tag, like you're saying, if we can get Lavia because he's he's young, but he's still someone who's proven himself in the Premier League and he's got a, like a very high ceiling, he's very talented, he can come in and do a job straight away, but obviously not play in every game. But we know that there's someone for the you know for the near future, but also like the ones like Taram, I think you know that the fee would be more in our. Uh, you know, in, in in what we're looking for in terms of our yeah. player, but also what we're gonna pay. So that's you know, if we could be going for like Tuchimani in Real Madrid, that would be loads of money, I guess. So that wouldn't in my in my world, it probably would be a great play to sign, but it probably wouldn't work in the way we actually do business. So yeah. if we do get rid of, I wouldn't say rid of because it sounds wrong, but if if Hando and Fabinho left and we got some money in for it, then we know that we need other players in. I think, you know, Lavia plus Turam is a very clever uh, way to go in terms of business and uh, the age of the players and what they can bring for the future. So that yeah. could happen because it would be a package that wouldn't be too expensive for us with the money coming in. Yeah, I mean, and there's even talk of, uh, so apparently Wolves are in for Kelleher. So, I mean, the oh, transfer yeah. kitty will be getting a bit higher. So you, you might go, well, we don't want, Lavia, we might we want to get Caicedo because he's a couple of years older and he can go straight in. I don't know. I don't. It's it's, it's going to be interesting to see because that's what I was saying before. I'm excited. It's going to be fucking stressful. That's the thing. 
<laughs> well, it's stressful, but I think it's exciting. I honestly do. I feel like if yeah, if they do go and like I said, it's fair play. It's gonna. Be, I, honestly, it's a bit. It is a little bit exciting. I'm worried as well. I'm excited yeah. and worried in equal measure, fifty exactly. fifty. Yeah. But that, that's what I feel. Like. And everything's rolling very quickly as well. So you don't. You, you're like you're on your phone, and then when you put it down, five minutes, yeah. it's just bling 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 bling, and people just you know writing about this happened. This was reported. You're like fucking hell. I need to shut it off because I'm on holidays. I get fucking more stressed now than I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> the more stress reading about who Liverpool are going to sign and like being at work. I don't know. Yeah. Because we're probably, by the time we finish this recording, we'll probably, probably put a bid in for someone, to be fair. The way it's going, it's mad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's let's move on to something a bit a bit lighter before we go. We're going to go light, serious, light. I think that's, that's the best way to do it. We'll give you a bit of both. Uh, so yeah, Darwin Nunes is number nine, lad. I think we've we've talked about it for... A bit. I mean, in the in the WhatsApp group as well, where we've having discussions who's going to take the number, and some people aren't asked about it. But I, I've I've always loved squad numbers. I'm a bit of a bit of a weirdo, probably, but I just love like looking back at who had number nine and like who was the, I don't know, just number thirty seven and just just random numbers. I just lo- I just love it. So, yeah. and um, yeah, there was a little vid- a little interview with Darwin saying he's really pleased to take it. Hopefully, there's loads of can have loads of joy with it. He he knows that how big the number is for for the club. Obviously, Bobby um, is taking it off him, so he knows the, the magnitude of the task. But I just feel like, I, I suppose in a similar way to what we were saying about Trent potentially getting the armband, giving Darwin number nine can hopefully give him a little bit of a, that's how much we value you. Number nine is now yours. Prove to us how good you are. Even though you did it last year in little bits and... Um, stuff now. This is the season where you need to fight for everything and score as loads of goals. I feel like it's a, it's a I think it's a, like a hopefully a confidence boost for him as well. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, you know, I, I'm not one who cares that much about numbers, but with certain numbers, I do care. Like number nine, number seven, you know, number eight, all those kind of you know legendary numbers. So because. But if if it, like now, if Darwin like now he gets the number nine, it comes with a bit of responsibility. You are the main strike. It's like without saying he is, because we know that we got obviously great um, competition for him and great players. Uh, so, but it's it's a sign saying we believe in you. Like you said, this is for you to ne- take the next step to score more goals to show that you are that you know first striker. If you like that, we're gonna uh, have a lot of success with. So I like that, and I think you know, I think he's the number nine. I think that could help him. I hope so. Uh, you know, it gives him a boost. Uh, and we saw last season that he got loads of quality in him. He just need to continue to be shaped and polished by Klopp and the staff, and you know, with the players around him. I'm I'm sure he will score loads of goals. But like, because we mentioned it so many times, like what we've seen him, how he scored goals in Benfica, the, the the natural finishing and the way he just did it was brilliant. And we saw a few of them goals last season for Liverpool as well. Some of them were just you know going wide and was shit because he probably rushed himself a bit. You know, it's a new league. It's his. You know, he won them puts his mark on it and all that kind of stuff so you kind of overthink it but when we saw him doing it naturally when he just did it you know by nature he's a great finisher with all his you know com- um with all those technical abilities and the way he can you know run with his speed so having him wearing number nine is fucking brilliant so i'm, I'm not you know I, I always say it but you know i'm not one that buys you know uh this the shirt every season or you know wearing the kit and stuff like that but uh, Darwin number nine is very tempting 
<laughs> it is, <laughs> and it's a very nice kit as well this year. So it's, yeah. um, yes, it's yeah. I, I, I can't wait for the season. Honestly, I know we talk about like it's going to be stressful and whatever, but Liverpool do the business right, and we get more players in. Yeah, it's the start of the season was already exciting with like McAllister's obvious like we haven't like because of all this as well. We were talking, we've been talking in the past about like left side of centre-back, like, that obviously still fits in somewhere, like, Colwell, I'm sure, is top of the list, but there's loads of new players Liverpool can buy, so with Darwin as number nine, hopefully leading the line, um, I don't know if he, I don't know if he starts against Chelsea, I don't know, I suppose we'll see in the pre-season game stuff, we've got our first pre-season game um, next Wednesday, so we'll see a little bit of them all, that, that's going to that's gonna be exciting for me, I think I would have been more excited if all of this shit weren't happening with transfers and whatever, because I would have been like, I would have felt more settled just thinking, right, we've only got incomings, no outgoings, but because we haven't got the outgoings fully out yet, <laughs> looks like then it's it's still a bit more um, stressful, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, but yeah, I thought we'd, we can move on to something a bit more serious, and this is like not not Liverpool related, um, and then the, th- the thing after it with Everton obviously isn't either. But I thought we'd end it on an on an on a lighter note rather than than this, which is a bit more serious. But I don't know if everyone's seen like the Delhi um, chat with Gary Neville on the on the overlap, basically um, discussing, I suppose, like his life, his early start, his the crazy stuff that he had to go through as a kid and as a teenager and getting adopted and. Um, making a professional and yeah, loads of stuff. But I think it we've always had questions about like why Deli Ali was so amazing, and then he just turned into a, a shadow of himself. And it, the questions were always there. So I think you know, I mean I won't I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen it yet. But he, he's only just he's only just got out of rehab, rehab not too long ago. So he's having to, he's had to do this interview earlier than he would have liked to, which I don't really like because I would have liked him to have more time and do it on his own time rather than having to do it to kind of stop the papers discussing or speculating what's going on. So he's done it to stop that as well. But yeah, yeah it, it was um, it was really, yeah, I think Gary Neville, as much as we we hate him, <laughs> the overlap, it, I mean, I was, I've was i talked to you about like the tour and stuff like that. He's a he's a he's a good fella and he's a funny fella, but this one's a bit more serious. And you gave him mm. the pla- Deli the platform to do something like this, and I thought it was really good. It was really good of him to give him that platform. But it was a really, I said to you, it was a good watch. But in that way, I meant like it was inspiring. It was like you get to see what the player, what the player's been through, and it's like you know, I think sometimes you forget like a player is still a human with like going through daily stuff, and they have to put up with things, and they have to grow up and maybe horrible environments and fight through loads of shit. So I feel like it was, um, I mean, it, it was, it was good. To, it was good to see like him opening up and, and showing the world what, what would, what had happened in his, in his youth. And that wasn't it. Yeah. It was a tough one to watch. I watched it last night because I saw, you know, everyone was tweeting about it and, you know, talking about it and, you know, uh, being behind him, you know, standing up for him, you know, giving him support which is very, very nice. Uh, so I thought, you know, I need to watch it, you know, when I got the chance to watch it. And I felt like it, it was it was really tough. Uh, but like you said, it was inspiring as well. But it also shows that, you know, it's, you, 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 we are not good doing it. But you, it tells, again, that you shouldn't judge someone on what you see because you never know what someone has actually gone through in their life from like 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 now with his upbringing and all the horrible stuff that went um 
through his early life and you know how also the pressure of becoming a professional even though he was amazing in Tottenham and but what happened after obviously is something that happened to him because he was a factor because of what happened to him in his early life and all this kind of stuff and he always needed like more guidance and and support I guess you know uh so it was really tough and I you know uh, I, I would tell people to actually watch it because you you will understand what's been going on in his career and why it happened and been um how it's been the last couple of our, our you know year 18 months or whatever it is but I just hope that he comes back now playing football you know and can show everyone else you know his abilities because he's a great footballer but you know I understand why he hasn't performed because of what happened before so you know I don't want, like you said, I don't want to ruin it for people, but I would say watch it because it is important, even though it's, uh, you know, a, a, a current Everton player and, uh, you know, someone who we played against against Tottenham. I just think that, you know, um, go and watch it because it is important, uh, in, in my opinion, uh, because sometimes you need to listen to those stories as well. You know, being a professional footballer is not always just, you know, golden and you know uh, all the luxury that comes with it in that kind of money and you know whatever you know some people might just struggle as well so and we, we could say though you said he was in rehab we can say it was a men- mental health rehab though mm. so people understand that because obviously yeah, yeah. you can say rehab and it can be a lot of things but yeah. it was because of mental health so um, health so but yeah go and watch it. it it's on youtube so you can just find it very easily yeah it's um definitely definitely where i think it's like 45 minutes but yeah kind of goes through his life and stuff and yeah there's a couple of bits where he does get upset and stuff which is quite is quite sad um but he has like you said he's still got a year left on his contract at Everton so it would be as much as we don't like Everton I'd really after seeing that and I already did like him as a player because I know we were linked with him in in the early days and I was saying to you before it would be really interesting just to create an alternative universe and see <laughs> if he signed for Liverpool like what how good would he be now I imagine one of the best in the world, especially with Klopp as his mentor. I think you mentioned like Pochettino in the interview about like how good he was as like a a man manager, like asking how he is and stuff. Just like yeah. human things that I suppose yeah, some a father figure in one way, like yeah, yeah. someone who is more than your manager. Someone's yeah. actually care about just a person. You know, that's, that's the thing. yeah. Some managers and, don't do that, do they? They're more like yeah, like I suppose like Benitez comes to mind straight away. Just yeah. tactics and footy only. No, like, how are you? How's the wife? How's the dog? Or whatever. None of that shit. <laughs> just like straight to the point. You're playing left wing lad. Go and fucking skin him and score a goal. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's let's move on to something a little bit more lighter. Then it's, it's linked to Everton, and I suppose when we're sympathising with someone who plays for Everton, and now we just we want to have a little. Just want we just want to laugh about them signing. <laughs> Getting like Dad Dami together and getting like loads of uh, old players. <laughs> Ashley Young, thirty-eight. Um, apparently, the the interest in Johnny Evans, who's thirty-five, and yet we were just laughing about like. Well, I mean, I seen a I seen a clip. I think it was this morning. Like it showed Ashley Young's first professional goal for Watford. It was like two thousand three, and then um, you just see Big Sean Dyche legging it over, celebrating with him. As like that's how that's how old he is. Sean Dyche was still centre back for Watford, <laughs> uh, like twenty twenty what twenty years ago. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I just think. I mean, even like I've spoken to a few like my mates that are blues. I just feel like even they're like, what are we doing? Like, why why are we signing? Like, it's it's. It, I just made like a little joke. I was like, it's like the chairman's like heard overheard the players like talking about like they need to sign young players, and he's just went, oh, you mean young? And he's just like googled young footballer, and like <laughs> Ashley Young popped up, and he's like, yeah, get me Ashley Young, please, lad. <laughs> 
that's that's good that was funny oh yeah but you know uh it's funny, isn't it, it? it is funny and you know i, I Sometimes I would say you need experienced players like once in a time Liverpool signed Gary McAllister and that was a fucking, you know, um, genius of a, of a signing as well. But, you know, uh, they don't happen like that all the time. You know, uh, I think, you know, if you're linked with Ashley Young and Johnny Evans being 38 and 35, doesn't sound good for the supporters. You know, it's it, there's no inspiration. You know, it's not a young talent coming in coming in that could do something special. It's more like someone who just want to earn the last bits of money in their career before they go hang up the boots. So, I don't know. They just escaped relegation, you know, twice, like in two seasons. And they want to, you know, take steps up, especially now with the new stadium as well. But if you sign those kind of players... It, it doesn't, you know, it, it, fucking hell, I, I'm so happy I'm not supporting them, mate. Fucking hell, I would be, you know, I'm quite a positive, happy person, but I would be so fucking miserable if that was. Imagine if it was like Liverpool, like, yes, we were linked with shit plays like 10, 15 years ago when I was over and living in England as well. You know, we, we signed the likes of Konchesky and Pulse and all them. It's not it's not very fun, is it? Like the, a Joe Cole that was, you know, we, we thought like, well, he was good in Chelsea, but, you know, he, he was yeah. uh, he was already ended, you, you know. Yeah, like, you convince yourself, don't you? Like Joe Cole, I was like, I remember being on holiday and seeing that like in a paper in Spain. I was yeah, like, oh yeah. my God, what a signing. Yes, he's exactly. Yeah. You convince yourself that they're going to be as good as they were five years ago. It's like, uh turns exactly. out not. Exactly. So, you know, the feeling is not very fun, but when it happened, you know, across the oh, yeah. park, it's, it is fun. <laughs> so really. just give us a little bit of a second to laugh at Devon, everyone. <laughs> Always. I mean, it's just funny because like escape relegation again by the skin of the teeth and then they let some players leave and then they're like, what, what, right lads, we're going to go big. Ashley Young, <laughs> fucking hell. I mean, Ashley Young's yeah. been a great player over the years and whatever, but it's like, when they're tweeting about it, it's like, serial trophy winner. It's like, yeah, but not for not for you stuff. Like, I love when they, because they, they've always like signed players, haven't they, from Man United historically throughout the years. And then like Everton fans like, oh, well, he's won, like Phil Neville, always won this many Premier League trophies, but he didn't win them with you. So why are you using that as like a reason why he's good? It's like, why exactly. he's, he's, he's with you because he's, United think that he's not good enough for us. Gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I've always laughed at that, like 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 <laughs> lads that are now like going, oh yeah, but he's won all these trophies. Like, yeah, but he's, he's done them with another club. They've, they've fucked him off because he's not good anymore. He's come to use because he's like, well, they'll have me. And now he's playing for you. It doesn't mean you can then say he's the best ever. He's just, yeah, it's just hilarious. Um, but yeah, we can leave it there. We've covered shitloads there, I'm sure. Like I said, we'll have to jump on again probably tomorrow or <laughs> the next day when, um, I mean, I just read something there, like Neil Jones talking about Fabinho. Like it, it looks like he's almost certain to accept that and Liverpool probably will for 40 million. So that looks like that's that's um, a done deal. Looks like, I mean, Neil but that, Jones. But that, all, that, all, that also means that, you know, they, they have, Liverpool must have someone already lined up to be like, yeah. okay, this is happening. Now we're coming in for you. Are, you. are you ready to come? Yes. We can't just be like, nah, I'm not sure. We need exactly. someone that is actually already ready to sign the dotted line on the contract. Because I, mean, yeah. I wouldn't say like straight away, but you know, in the in the coming couple of days, because if not, it could be like one of the moments like we're not finding the replacement that we want. So I'm sure they are in that position. Otherwise, they wouldn't let Fabinho go. No, no, definitely. Even if it's like right, Southampton, we'll give you we'll give you forty mil and ten mil in 
in after 30 games or whatever. I mean, there's ways around it. Or they might just go, there you go, here's the 50 mil you want now, fuck off, give us them. You know, just like, just just, just do it. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, this, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. But as always, thanks everyone for listening. Like I said on the last show, the, the, the listeners and downloads on the shows have been amazing the last last couple of weeks. And they always have been, but I just feel like I'm always surprised when like, the season's not going on that people are still enjoying listening and the feedback's been amazing. So we really do appreciate everyone listening, interacting with us. Like I said last time, if you if you want to interact with us more, at Copy Podcast, Instagram and Twitter, um, then please do, because we will interact with everyone here because we appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, we're out of here. Nice one, everyone. Nice one, Christian, again, as always. And yeah, we'll see you all probably tomorrow with more breaking news. Nice one. Ta-da. Podcast Network.